Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning and welcome to it. It is Baby Friday, Thursday, March 2nd. It is seven minutes after nine. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels and Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary. Well, she had herself a little press conference and Peter Ducey from Fox, of course, he came in with some great questions. The Texas Senator Bob Hall has warned that China could, quote, take out the entire United States with a coordinated surveillance balloon attack. He said the balloons are are a real threat to the U.S., and they could be used to carry out a nuclear attack on the nation. So, Peter Ducey had some questions for Corinne Jean-Pierre about where Biden is on the balloon. What's going on with this? What are we doing? Yes, and we are fortunate that we live in the internet age in which we can easily acquire and then relay to the masses the absolute stunning bravery and brilliance, according to Corinne Jean-Pierre, of Biden letting that spy balloon oh. venture all the way across the country without any sort of recourse or ramification whatsoever. You might have been concerned, Casey, mm-hmm. that the President of the United States allowed a foreign country with a history of stealing everything from military secrets to intellectual property and all points in between, just letting that thing venture, just un, just go, where go you wherever want. it wanted no to go. No boundaries, but doesn't matter. Yesterday, I feel so much better as Corinne Jean-Pierre let us know Biden was all over it. As we talk about the Chinese surveillance, the China surveillance balloon, the president did take that down, and he did it uh, in a way that as it was on its path, we collected information from it, we protected our national security uh, information on the ground, and we did it in a way that was smart, effective, uh, and also protected the American people. That's what the president's always going to put forth, is the is the safety of the American people. So that's what the president did with that particular uh, issue. Well, I feel better now. See? Yeah. According to a report from a leading cybersecurity firm, they say that as that Chinese spy balloon was floating across the country, Uh China hackers were gathering more information by breaking into computer networks all across America and the world. Look, Casey. Yeah. Your unfounded fears no longer scare me. Oh, because Biden is brave. Biden is brave. Mm-hmm. Biden is Biden is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he knew what he was doing the entire time as he allowed that spy balloon to venture over our military bases all across the country, mm-hmm. various uh, financial institutions. I mean, it, it was it was a well orchestrated plan by the federal government to allow that thing 
to ease its way across our nation and then shoot it down over water. I'm no longer I'm no longer going to allow you to soil the good name of this president <laughs> after cringe on beer made it all very clear. Yeah, it's it's me soiling the good name of the president. Well, I don't know. You've probably heard that there's been some questions about whether some American companies are involved with the spy balloon. And apparently one Arizona company that manufactures and operates high altitude surveillance balloons does have contracts with the federal government and is also facing some new attention because apparently they've been sending some of their work, their products over to China as well. But that wasn't the only question that Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked. Yes. And uh, Senators Josh Halley and right here in Indiana, Mike Braun, they introduced a bill that would require the Biden administration to declassify all intelligence related to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and possible links to the origin of the COVID-19 virus. And all of the details of Biden's incredible leadership in conquering COVID came spewing out of Karine Jean-Pierre's head. So I'm gonna flip that on its head for a second. It was because of this president that took action. By the way, the last administration did not. They did not have a comprehensive plan to but actually. No, 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 no. Responding to COVID, no, but where did COVID no, but, come but from? You, if we know, Peter, you can't tell. First of all, you can't tell me how to answer the question. I'm going to answer to it for you, right? So just give me a second. So because he took those actions, he actually helped to save lives because he he took action to make sure that people got shots in arms and put a comprehensive plan in front of the American people and put in the work. Uh, we actually were able to get to a place where COVID is not gone, but we now are in a place where we're in a different place in the pandemic. And that's because of the president and that's because of his leadership. So let's not let's like be very real about the, what the president has done over the last two years to take on COVID, to make sure that the economy is growing again uh, to make sure that we're really working for the American people. So that's number one. I want to be very, very clear on that. So, Casey, the economy is working for the American people, Mm -hmm. yet people are so poor that they can't pay their student loans back, so we've got to have student loan debt forgiveness. Which one is it? Well, I, look, again, and, and I've said I'm not going to allow your negative attitude <laughs> to spoil the way I feel about this president, but I do still have some questions about this. Look, I get that her job is spin, 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 mm-hmm. and she sucks at her job, and it's amazing that I hired a press secretary that struggles to string three coherent words together. But my goodness, Casey, Mm -hmm. it is just nauseating how she will just lie out of her ass and not think twice about it. Do you remember when people first started getting COVID and it was almost like you were ashamed to answer and actually debate it? Oh boy, do do I want to tell other people Mm -hmm. that I have it, that I tested positive? Well, China is now warning Elon Musk about suggesting that the lab leak happened. And they're saying that, you know, it really could hurt Tesla's relationship with the second largest market. They do not like this narrative at all. And there was a new survey that came out that said about 52% of people believe that it was a lab leak and it was not from nature. Okay, Casey. Now, 
uh, one of the themes throughout our show today is going to be how government doesn't give a crap about you at all. And coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to have Rudy Guerrero back with us mm-hmm. from Putnam County talking yeah. about that meeting last night mm-hmm. in which yesterday that was on full display, how the government doesn't care about you at all. 2,000 tons of contaminated soil being delivered there. And when we come back, we're going to give you a little uh, more taste of how government doesn't care about you at all. So Sherrod Brown mm-hmm. is the Democrat senator from Ohio. Yep. And we've got some audio from him on his attitude toward how Biden has handled the train crash in Ohio. You mean his complete absence? I just, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's totally believable, but it's yeah. unbelievable. So you'll totally want to stay around for that. All right. That's on the way. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 18 minutes after nine. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC trending this hour. If you have a teenage daughter, she may be very concerned. Justin Bieber has canceled the remaining of his Justice World Tour dates. Just the whole thing just going to be wrapped up. No more Biebs. I know you're very upset about this. I've never understood why this guy's a thing. I never understood why anyone cares. I mean, I hope he feels better. I hope his health is better, but like... I just have never understood this. Yeah. Never. I've heard that seeing Bieber live is like seeing Elvis. Yeah, probably. 1A you, and 1B. You've heard that? Yeah, it's like yeah. seeing Elvis in the flesh. Who yeah. told you that? Uh, I just heard it oh, from some okay. teenager. He's just being an ass, Casey. That's who told him. He's just being an ass. <laughs> also trending, Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray. He coached his last home game last night, which was also senior night. And afterwards, Notre Dame released an emotional video highlighting his career. This is what it sounded like. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish have won the NCC Tournament Championship, defeating North Carolina 90-82. They will take on the winner between Kentucky and West Virginia. What do you have to say about the way he was able to keep this team moving forward? Unbelievable. Best coach in America. Hayes dribbling, loses the ball. Jackson lays it up and in. It's over for the second time in a row. Notre Dame's going to the Elite Eight. And the Irish come back from 16 down in the second half and win the Mallet Chin Valley Invitation. I am so honored to pass Coach Phelps, who's a good friend and has been a mentor. I know the Atkinson Happy St. Patrick's Day, baby! All right. Well, the nine people who watch Notre Dame basketball each night will be very broken up that this guy's not the coach anymore. (laughs) So the search continues. How is that a trending story? Uh, Well, I mean, he's been there for a long time, and we are in Indiana. So when you geotag it. Nobody even knows Notre Dame has a men's basketball team for the most part. Come on. They know they have a women's team. They've the had women's a few team, good seasons. The women's Notre Dame team could beat the men's team. You think so? On year in and year out, maybe not consistent. Like Notre Dame's women's team is always. I would buy. Yeah, this a, they did make it to the final four plenty of times. I would buy this is a big deal if the Notre Dame women's coach were quitting. Mm-hmm. But this guy, I mean, he wants to get out of there so bad. He went to the bar after the game was sh- <laughs> and was throwing back. I mean, did you see this video? He goes to the bar all the time. He was throwing Ruth, back shots. Ruth's Chris, right there in Granger. I no, can tell you was, exactly where. No, this was some towny bar. <laughs> it was after. It was his last like home game, mm-hmm. and he's at the towny bar. Of course, throwing back the, the linebacker. I think is the name of it yes throwing back shots well that's a that's a classic notre dame bar the backer it's right there across from campus the ceiling in the linebacker is really really low it seems like a fire hazard nothing says i am happy to get the hell out of here like going to the (laughs) linebacker well you know what he would do before the games 
<laughs> he'd go to Starbucks, get himself a coffee, and light up a cigar. Well, good for him. Also trending is Kiss. They have announced that they're going to return to Indianapolis <sighs> for their last tour no. ever. They're going to play at Game- Cambridge <sighs> Fieldhouse on Saturday, November 25th. <sighs> do you want to go to that? It's part of the end of the road tour. They- the end of the road tour? They've been on the end of the road tour since the first Bush administration, Casey. It's a cul-de-sac, huh? They're just going around and round and round. Rob. Seriously, how long have those guys been on the farewell tour? <laughs> For a long time. Hey, a would, long you, t- would you go to that? No! Yeah, what is your beef with kids? It's false advertising, Kevin. <laughs> it's not their last tour. Just like it wasn't their last tour the last time. They will never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever bid farewell until they are all in the box <laughs> are you hangry this morning no it just i just that just drives me insane that these groups it's just like the groups who don't have the guys that are in the band mm-hmm. who claim to be the band right right you're not the band it's not foreigner it's right. not uh lou graham uh it's not journey it's not steve perry it's not sticks it's not dennis DeYoung. it's false advertising they do this to sell tickets they're never quitting do you think that van halen is van halen now that they've got eddie's son playing no it's not Van Halen. Not the same No, band. just like the Eagles are not the Eagles without Glenn Fry. Okay. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's move on before your head explodes, shall we? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. The uh, senator from Ohio who is up for re-election and is likely to face a tough opponent, he was giving all sorts of excuses on Biden's absence when he was asked about the president not showing up in East Palestine, even though he was needed. The excuses from people for Joe Biden are are mind blowing, aren't they? It's it it is really really fascinating how partisan as a nation we have become, and I think it goes to what we saw in the last election results, in which a guy who within weeks of being sworn in is now in a hospital for clinical depression, mm. who couldn't string three to five coherent words together at any given time during his debate was elected because the letter matters more than anything. Mm -hmm. And in the case of Joe Biden and this train derailment, it is a colossal failure of leadership. Bad things are going to happen to any president in any presidency, regardless of letter. But the lack of response and sympathy to the people affected and the lack of caring. And I think that is the overarching theme for our show today, Casey, because it's what we saw yesterday from people like Bo Baird, who is a state rep, Mm -hmm. who basically told constituents who were calling him, "Uh, these guys do this stuff all the time, Uh, whatever. And then you go to the meeting last night, we're going to have Rudy Guerrero on next segment Mm -hmm. to talk about how, whether it was the kind of the company themselves or the lawmakers Eh, you know, it's a crummy thing, but what are you going to do about it? Well, one of the state reps didn't even show yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, John Crane, whose slogan was courage when it counts when he ran, mm-hmm. who apparently the only thing that counts now is the check that he cashes from the taxpayers. So he just sits in the back and shuts up until his adult supervision tells him he's allowed to speak. Didn't even come to the thing last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a colossal failure of leadership on this whole train issue. And here is Sherrod Brown. Senator from Ohio saying he doesn't care at all that Biden hasn't come. What fine leadership. What are your thoughts um, considering the need here in Palestine that President Biden has decided not to come here? 
Well, I don't think whether the president shows up and, and they have to close schools and everything's disrupted is the issue. The, uh, I've talked to the president. I've talked to DOT, Department of Transportation. I've talked to the head of the National Transportation Safety Board. All of them have their staffs here. Um, I'm fine if, if I know that Buttigieg was here. I know the EPA administrator was here. I don't know if the president himself coming particularly matters, but I do know that his focus, I've talked to him. He called me from Warsaw. Um, to talk about what are we not doing that we need to do. He's, I talked to his staff more than to him, but the staff or him uh, twice, three times a week, um, holding their feet to the fire and making sure they're doing what they should be doing. So whether he comes here or not is not, I don't think, is a particularly big deal. Well, Judge came, so that's good, right? Three weeks late. As long as we had Pete Judge there, we don't need the president. I mean, it, it, it just, I feel so bad for everyone impacted, whether it is the people in Ohio or now the people in Putnam County, because every time there is an opportunity for someone, even if you can't stop it, mm-hmm. even if you can't prevent it from happening, sometimes people just want to say, Reassurance? This person cares about me. Mm-hmm. This person is fighting for me. I have trusted this person to lead society, and they are holding up their end of the bargain in times of crisis. And whether it is just, just the unbe- uh, unbelievable to be a senator of a county affected and not show up like John Crane last night, or the governor himself mm-hmm. to not show up last night, or Sherrod Brown mm-hmm. to not care at all that Biden doesn't... There is a crisis of leadership in this country, and it is a bipartisan issue, Casey. Well, you know what Brown did? He joined with J.D. Vance, and they wrote a strongly worded letter to oh, the CDC sure. urging them to make sure that the people in Ohio had access to baseline medical testing. Isn't that very similar to Holcomb writing a strongly worded letter to the EPA saying, wait a minute, I don't know if we want this contaminated soil. And it's already, is that where it ends? It's already here. Mm-hmm. And last night there was a big meeting in Russellville. Our uh, friend Rudy Guerrero was there. Mm-hmm. He is going to join us next to talk about uh, well, it, was, it went exactly as we thought it was going to yeah, go, Casey. We, we've got a recap of that meeting next on 93 WIBC. Put on your best dress, baby, and fix your hair it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And Casey, you know, there was that big meeting last night in Russellville in mm-hmm. regards to the toxic waste coming from Ohio to Indiana. It was wild. It was wacky. It was a big old room full of people. And I'm not sure they got all the answers they needed. Let's find out what happened. Let's once again join our uh, go to the drivehubler.com hotline and join our friend Rudy Guerrero, who joined us yesterday. Rudy, I was told there weren't a lot of answers, at least not a lot of good ones last night. You spoke. You were there. What say you? Yes, it, it was overall just, it, it was an absolute mockery of a question and answer session. Every good question that was asked was the answers were either obfuscated or they outright did not ask. I specifically asked um, Ali Alvari, their vice president, who was there. This is Heritage Environmental, I- right? Yes, for Heritage Environmental, yes. I specifically asked him point blank, have you tested for dioxins? And he said, we have no panel for dioxins. So I followed up 
And I said, does that mean you didn't test for them? Or does that mean you tested and found none? He literally sat there silent and would not answer me. Mm. And, of course, the entire crowd started booing him. So I was told yesterday by a very reliable source that the politicians on this seem to at best be, I mean, I don't want to say they don't care at all, but it's kind of like, it's just not a priority. I mean, I was told Bo Baird was just like the state rep was, well, you know, I mean, that's what they do. And yeah, maybe the, I know people are concerned. I was told John Crane, the state senator, didn't even come to the meeting last night. What was the feeling you got from the politicians on this? Yeah, that's a great, great question and great take. Um, the local county commissioners sat literally right next to Heritage, Heritage Environmental and said and said not a word. And then getting to your question about Bo Baird, I was extremely disappointed with Bo. Bo stood up at the very end and actually stuck up for environmental, um, Heritage Environmental, wow. and then went on to have an impassioned uh, speech against the EPA who wasn't there, who wasn't returning his phone calls. But he didn't once echo the largest applaud and the largest um, clappings and movement in the whole crowd. And I'm just saying this because it's true, was when I got up and I spoke about dioxins. In fact, <laughs> I, even cut the, I even cut the line and the crowd let me. They said, let him talk. And it was a roar of people clapping and demanding answers on dioxins. Bo Baird didn't mention one word about that, and they didn't answer one question about that. And then we found out, as you know, they've already started dumping. Uh, real quick, I know Casey wants to hop in here, but so John Crane was not there, the state senator, last night. How, is that is that right? And if true, how do you no-show that? What could possibly have been more important than that? Correct. He was not there. It, it was... It was uh, it was unbelievable. In fact, even people in the crowd were saying, why Why didn't Eric Holcomb show up? Mm. But, uh, but yeah, to your point, nope, he wasn't there. I'm sure John there was Crane a ribbon was cutting somewhere they had to be at. <laughs> well, you know, Casey's slogan was, I think it was courage when it counts. When it counts. Yeah. Apparently it didn't count last night. And as you mentioned, Rudy, uh, Fox 59 reporting that a portion of the toxic waste already been delivered. But I wanted to ask you, what were some of the other concerns and questions that you heard last night from people? You know, um, a, a lot of people, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to go first, a lot of people were echoing and piggybacking uh, the dioxin um, questions. And so all throughout the night, they would be, they would be asking and, and shouting, answer those questions, et cetera. However, apart from that, many people were asking about the age of the liner. We know that this plant started in 1981. And the age of the liner then was predicted to be max life 50 years, and it's already been uh, 40 years. They asked them about a number of EPA violations that they've had, um, how they're going to handle the waste material, what happens if there's a rip, if, the, if there's a tear. Mm -hmm. um, and they were all answers that it was almost a joke that they would try to pass these these answers off to people. Rudy Guerrero is our guest. He was at the big meeting last night in Russellville regarding the plan to, I guess not plan, I guess they're doing it, dumping the toxic materials from Ohio in Putnam County. Now, Rudy, uh, we, I think that's something we need to make clear, is that you guys were not, in, I mean, until last night, it wasn't even made aware that they were, were, it's already been, a bunch of it's already been dumped, right? 
Yeah, absolutely, Rob. I, I went out into the hallway uh, for an interview with Channel 6, and I came back, and during that three- or four-minute space, I wanted to ask a question about have you actually started dumping, and they have already started dumping mm-hmm. three three truckloads of the apparently 100 truckloads. Wow. So who knows? It could be more. And I think that's a big part of it because people keep trying to see a lot of people trying to defend this going, well, this is what these people do. But we don't really know because we don't know exactly what's there. And, and so many people just want transparency, right? We're not getting any transparency on this topic. And it literally could eventually be a life or death situation. It's not unreasonable to not trust the government based on how they behaved the past three weeks and want the answers before people start doing the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The only, so all of this material is going to be contaminated with dioxin. That that's just, that's just a fact. And because of that, this material should not come to Putnam County. It should be handled by um, a, a, an incinerator in the local area of Ohio. In fact, they were sending some already to Ohio in, to an incinerator, but it has no business going into a landfill. That's, that's the wrong process for dioxins. Did they explain why they chose here? I mean, there has to be a, a reason if indeed they could have sent it to Ohio and it could have been taken care of there. What's their excuse or whatever you want to call it or why they chose Putnam County? So that question was asked and about the best answer was we have the capability to handle the material here. It was a very vague non-answer mm-hmm. um which the whole the crowd interpreted that as their opportunity to make money where is, is my challenge to them in my passion speech on dioxins was you are a prosperous profitable company as it is you should do the right thing and resist this material because it is not the proper place for it nor the impact on the people and the environment um Casey, go ahead. My question for you, Rudy, is how many people would you guesstimate were there? Oh, my goodness. It was jam-packed full. You know, okay, so I took 100 um, bright orange one-page handouts to hand out. Those disappeared amongst the crowd instantly, and we didn't have enough. So I probably should have brought four to five hundred mm-hmm. that's, um, that's great like okay uh rudy uh, real quick before i let you go what what happens now i mean do yeah. people at putnam county rochdale russellville do, do all just go well gee i hope we don't get sick and die i mean is there anything that can be done what's next yeah it's a great question and i think what we all have to do is we have to contact our representatives we have to contact um you know our senator we have to contact our governor we have to continue to do this um Sheriffs, coroners, judges, anyone. This and this is the this is the biggest message, guys. This does not just affect Putnam County. There were people there who had geological reports on the water table underneath this area. This affects central Indiana and beyond. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy Guerrero, thank you for uh, joining us once again. Please mm-hmm. keep us posted. Uh, happy to have you on I- any time to keep people up to date. All right, thanks. Hey, and last thing, Liberty. It's a, there's a there's a petition that people can go to. It's www.libertydefense.us. 
forward slash toxic waste. Say that again. Say that again, Rudy. Yes, www.libertydefense.us forward slash toxic waste. All right, libertydefense.us forward slash toxic waste. All right, very good. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Casey, I have a question for you. What is that, Rob? Could be a life-altering question. Okay. You better think very hard. Okay. How would you like to get a 6% bonus when you open up an investment account? Don't have to think too hard. Yes. And that is correct. If you invest $100,000, you immediately get a $6,000 bonus. And... You continue to get a 6% bonus on future contributions for the next five years. It is Kendall and Casey. And you know what? We just opened up Roth IRAs with Bill Demery. And we love getting a 6% upfront bonus. But we also love that our investment growth is tax-free. You know how Rob feels about those taxes. (laughs) you got to check this out. There are even more benefits than we have time for here. So to learn more, call Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy at 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912. Good morning, 948. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I'd like to point out for the record, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the toxins being dumped in Putnam County today. Eric Holcomb put more time and effort Mm -hmm. into meeting with Malik Muhammad, who is now sitting in jail in Portland for 10 years for throwing Molotov cocktails at cops. Than he did helping those people in Putnam County. Well, he, he didn't put, show up. He put more time and effort into a VIP meet and greet with a dude who threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live television than he did those people in Putnam County. Whether those people are full of crap or not, the governor of the state of Indiana put more effort into Malik Muhammad than he did the law-abiding, tax-paying people in Putnam County. I feel like you're warming up to go off the rails, with, which you're going to do later today with Hammer and Nigel. You just, and we're about to do another mm-hmm. story on this, but you cannot make up how awful government at all levels is. Okay, well, let's talk about this. What is going on now? So, you know, the Indiana House Republicans, they touted their latest budget uh-huh. where they gave themselves a raise. Yes, $1.5 million in raises. Right. Yes. And part of it, you know, we've been hearing about free textbooks, oh, yes. the word free yes. in quotes, mm-hmm. right? And it's your question is, nothing's free. Right. Who do you think is paying the for it? The textbook fairy. He's <laughs> dropping textbooks under little children's pillows late at night. Yes. <laughs> That's actually not what is happening at all, is it? This free textbook plan not in the state budget. This is great. So Indiana Capital Chronicle has the story. So Holcomb had come out and said, I want to give everyone free textbooks mm-hmm. because, you know, planted in the uh, textbook farm in the back of the governor's residence. Well, where- it's part of the Indiana Constitution, right, to give a free education. Yeah, there's nothing about free textbooks. Mm-hmm. It's completely ridiculous. It's totally unaccountable. It will do nothing, just like everything government gets a- gets involved in, that there's no accountability to the consumer on healthcare, whatever, it will make it markedly more expensive. So the Republicans in the House, though, did the thing the Republicans do, in which they came out and said, yes, we have we have honored the governor's 
plan mm-hmm. for free textbooks. We have once again got on bended knee and asked we acquiesce to Malik Muhammad's best friend Eric Holcomb, who <laughs> Holcomb spent more time with Malik Muhammad than he did the people in Putnam County, and we have given him everything he wants, as we almost always do, because we are totally petrified that if Holcomb gets mad at us, we'll end up like Curtis Hill or John Jacob or Curtis Nicely. Now it has come out what they actually did mm. for the most part is they said yeah free textbooks that's a thing but we're not going to pay for it we're going to make the local school corporations pay for it aren't we wonderful isn't that kind of like a double dip this is the exact same thing they did with the criminal justice reform years ago, which is why county jails are now busting at the seams and many local county governments have had to raise taxes through local option income taxes to fund either jail expansions or building of new jails. The Republicans at the state level, instead of actually addressing issues, instead of actually solving the problems that they are sent to solve, they just eliminate the problem. It's like, member in office space? Where Milton, we mm-hmm. just eliminated. <laughs> he goes down in the basement. We just eliminate the issue and it will mm-hmm. go away. We just stop. We didn't fire him. We just stopped sending him a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And now the problem is solved and no one told him that he wasn't getting a paycheck anymore. That's what they do. With the criminal justice reform, they didn't eliminate the thing they should have eliminated, which is it is stupid to punish someone for smoking marijuana. No, we didn't do that. We just said now, they're a county problem. Mm. And the county said, okay, well, well, we'll take responsibility for that. What's the funding source? They're a county problem. Mm-hmm. And so the Republicans then send out their stupid taxpayer-funded mailers where they talk about, we cut this government, or we eliminated this, or we cut this tax, or we're responsible spending on that. No, what they've actually done is they've just given the problem to someone else. They've just passed the issue on to someone else to fund, and this is what they're doing here. So now what's going to happen is you're going to see a whole bunch of school corporations, if indeed this goes into law, mm-hmm. which we all know the Republicans always give Holcomb exactly what he wants, you're going to see a whole bunch of school corporations go, wait a second, mm-hmm. we've got this giant unfunded liability, and instead of the school corporation doing the right thing and cutting somewhere else, because we all know school corporations don't cut anywhere, they're going to say, well, gosh darn it, we got to do a referendum. Right. Okay, so what they're doing is they're going to require the schools then to dip into their foundational funding to yes. pay for these textbooks. So I, you mark my words that if this becomes law as it's written mm-hmm. in the Indiana House budget, which, by the way, again, they give themselves a million and a half dollars in raises, almost absolutely no help for you as a meaningful help for you as a property taxpayer. Your gas taxes are going up again. And now you mark my words, Casey, that if the Senate approves this and this goes into law, you will see referendums left and right from school corporations because, of course, they're never going to cut. And they will say, well, we didn't want to do it. The state made us do it. Yeah. You're going to get taxed for this. Yep. There is no such thing as free. Holcomb's a liar. The Republican in the General Assembly are liars, and I am so sick of it. And that's why I said they're going to be double dipping. Meanwhile, they gave $2 billion in new funds for school choice vouchers, yeah. right? So we've got the $2 billion for vouchers, but as far as the free, air quote, textbooks, uh-huh. that's going to have to come out of the school district. And they gave Holcomb a half a billion dollars to strong-arm farmers like he did out in Boone County to sell their land. Mm. Textbooks are the responsibility of the user. If you're upset about the textbooks being so expensive, 
do something at the local level and vote for people who will fix that and change that. It is not my responsibility or Casey's responsibility or Kevin's responsibility to pay for other people's textbooks. You are the parent. Do your job. There is no such thing as free. Okay, so do you think this will happen with referendums or are they going to pull this out of property tax money? Well, there's no way to pull it out of property tax money because it can't it can't be um well, <laughs> I say that, and now I'm going to stop myself in the middle of that. I have no idea, Casey. I'm hoping, against hope, <laughs> that the Senate will do the right thing and go, this is wholly ridiculous, and, not and pass pull it this. out. Yeah. But okay. that means we're counting on the Indiana Senate to do the right thing, and I have as much faith in that as I do. Well, I have no faith in that. <laughs> Zero faith. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good morning.